0: Mission sequence start. Five,
1: four, everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is everything sounds. I'm Craig Shank. I'm George Drake Jr. And this is everything sounds. In 2003, a guy named Frank Warren traveled to France. On his first day in Paris, he purchased some postcards based on the Little Prince children's book. When he got back to his hotel, he put them in his nightstand drawer. He fell asleep and during the night he had a dream that he opened up the drawer and examined the postcards. However, when he looked at them again, they had different messages on the back. As Frank put it, the first message read, unrecognized evidence from forgotten journeys unknowingly rediscovered. The second message was about a reluctant oracle postcard art project, and the last message he couldn't understand at the time. Fast forward to 2005, and Frank created a project
0: that is now internationally recognized. The project is called Post Secret, and he encourages anyone to share a secret about anything at all by writing it on a postcard and sending it in the mail to his home address. At the beginning, he provided the postcard with the simple instructions of, you are invited to anonymously contribute a secret to a group art project. Your secret can be a regret, fear, betrayal, desire, confession, or childhood humiliation. Reveal anything as long as it is true and you've never shared it with anyone before.
1: At first, Frank was receiving secrets just written on his own blank postcards. But over time, people actually started to put creativity into making them. Now they're made with pictures, colors, different materials, and sometimes the postcard is not a postcard at all. Frank actually received one that was on a Starbucks cup.
0: Since he started the project in 2005, PostSecret has been receiving secrets in the mail regularly. To this day, Frank receives more than 100 postcards each day. And every Sunday, he only posts a handful to his website for everyone to see. Frank has also become a strong advocate for people suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts. His project has allowed people to say what they need to say and realize
1: that maybe their secret is not so secret at all. Maybe it's shared by somebody else. Since PostSecret has gotten more popular, there are now some variations on the theme. There's a German one, a parody website, and even some that are just complete knockoffs. But then there's something that has the spirit of Post Secret, but has a different intent and approach. It doesn't ask you to share a secret that nobody knows, and you don't have to mail anything either. All you have to do is pick up the phone and leave a message. There's this phone number
0: that you can call, and instead of somebody answering, someone tells you to leave a message. And that someone is a woman in the Bay Area named Olga.
2: Sure. My name is Olga Nunes. Um I am a singer and a musician, um, and right now I am doing an album called Lamp, which has a story built around it that is part fiction and part stories collected from real people.
0: And when I say she lives in the Bay Area, I don't mean one of those beautiful Victorian houses on a wonderful slanted street like you see on television. She lives somewhere a bit more interesting.
2: Um, I live in a converted soap factory in San Francisco. Um, My bedroom is actually the train car in the parking lot. (laughs)
1: She started work on an album titled Lamp in 2010, and it's come together in parts, three acts to be exact. She's releasing songs one at a time, and initially she raised money online to put the album together. While she didn't know how the album would take shape, she knew that she couldn't tell the story that she wanted to without the help Um, of other people.
2: And that this album would sort of be built in tandem with the story. And the story began in my head with this woman writing these love letters to someone that she'd lost track of so once uh the Kickstarter was successful I asked a bunch of people to send me their real love letters um so I have like stacks and stacks of real love letters some of them are absolutely amazing heartbreaking make you cry some of them are glittery 12 year old letters to Fabio which is very cute as well <laughs> all of the love letters so basically what I, did is I took all those love letters and I wrote 101 love letters
0: So she has the 100 love letters and stages an event around San Francisco to pique people's interest in her album and her work. As the story goes, the woman writes all of these letters to the estranged person in her life.
2: Put them in bottles, tied them to balloons, and set them free. And the fiction is that they landed in San Francisco.
0: And so what Olga did was she took the letter she wrote, put them in bottles, tied them to balloons, and left them all over the city.
2: So I staged an event where hundreds of people came out and basically went and found these love letters that dropped out of the sky, which are fiction, but also kind of built around these non-fictional elements.
1: With the help of her volunteers, Olga put balloons on parking meters, fences, bike racks and alleyways, basically anywhere that they can find and think to put them. She provided people with maps of where to find the balloons and even a mobile app so that people could scan the letters they found and unlock those first three songs online. And that leads us to what she's doing now. What she
0: calls, this is a memory of. The idea is quite simple. You call a number and it doesn't ring. No one asks you how they can direct your call. There's no hold music. It's an answering machine. Olga comes on and briefs you of what she wants you to do.
2: Sometimes, hearing a song will bring you back to the summer you were 16 and someone first kissed you. But the condensed version is that i'm asking people you know when the last time was that uh, a sense memory of some kind a, a sense of smell a, a sight a sound a song uh triggered a memory and where were they and what was it like and, and and how did it feel um there's sort of a lead in. there's sort of almost like a seduction of you know what what about this what about this what about this when you listen to the voicemail, that walks you through these feelings, so by the time you actually get to the beep, you already have something on the tip of your tongue to share. Feel free to say your name and where you are in the world, or feel free to remain anonymous.
1: Tell me your story at the beep. So far, she thinks that six to 700 people have called and left messages, and all of these messages, with the exclusion of a few that were unpostable, have been put online for anyone to listen to
2: what I was looking for was the kind of moment when you sort of trip over your own history and feel like you've kind of time traveled back to this other place and you your senses are sort of overcome and there were actually a surprising lot of those um and it's really it's really kind of poignant and heartbreaking like I will just it the the memories were put online via soundcloud so you can actually just hit play and they'll just like loop through and it's sort of like putting humanity on shuffle.
0: The messages are all quite different, but they're all beautiful, honest, and real. Some are sad, some are funny, a lot are about lost loves, and many others are about perfume. But overall, listening to them is just as Olga said. It's like putting humanity on shuffle. You never know what's coming up next.
2: There, There's one very, very silly memory that his, this man called. It's, it's funny the way that makes me roll my eyes, but it's kind of adorable. And he's like, yeah, a smell that really brings back memories for me is the smell of my brother's farts <laughs> and it's just like i know it's weird but you know we grew up together and we had all these happy memories and he just passed a lot of gas on the road trips so <laughs> there's and it's ridiculous but he's totally being sincere you know so there's definitely i don't think the the memories have to be tragic um many of them are but but i think that they just have to be striking
1: We asked Olga if she felt that the answering machine was a way for people to reconnect with their memories in a cathartic way. Maybe in a sense by leaving the messages, it's almost a form of therapy. She brought up an interesting thought. She thinks that people want to share their stories and memories, but they're just waiting for someone to actually ask. And since Olga doesn't care much for small talk, this project is, in a sense, an extension of who she is.
2: I'm definitely the person who will ask, you know, much off the bat, just be like, you know, what are you made of? What are you afraid of? Like, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? And, and mostly the response I get is that people are just waiting to share things that they're thinking and feeling and don't get an opportunity to share. So I think that in some ways this, this phone number and this sort of exercise yields a little bit of a release for people.
1: The project originally started on a listserv. The listserv she belonged to is an enormous email list, and only one person on the list is allowed to email everyone at once, and that person is selected randomly by the site. When Olga was chosen, that's when she proposed this is a memory of.
2: I knew that I had 20,000 people on the listserv who I wanted to do some, I I was like, I wanna do a project with humans, and there's a lot of humans here, so let's actually get them involved.
0: But the Listserv had a few rules. One of which was that in the email you send out to the 20,000 people, you can't provide a link.
2: You can't be like, click on this thing.
0: One thing that is allowed is that you can say something along the lines of, email me back with a response.
2: But almost everyone does that.
0: So that was out. Instead, Olga needed to rethink how to go about getting people's responses, while at the same time abiding by the rules of the listserv.
2: And I was like, okay, in order to stand out and actually get people to respond, I've got to set up something that's not either of those two things. So having a phone number was actually not a stroke of genius that I had beforehand. It was actually, I have to do it this way <laughs> because of this constraint.
0: Olga thought about revamping the love letter idea, but in this situation, she realized that it really wouldn't work out so well.
2: In this situation, you you ask someone a question, they get taken off guard, and, and they reveal all these personal things. And that was something that came about because I was like, well, if I'm going to ask people on the spot to be involved, I can't ask them to, at some point, maybe remember to go up in their attic and find the love letter from the thing. Like, that's a very arduous and long process and most people forget because there's cats on the internet to watch you know and you get distracted so i knew that i wanted people to share something personal and i knew that the second act was going to be about memory and and it just sort of came about that this wonderful accident happened because like i now that i know that this is a thing i just want to do more of this (laughs) but i didn't realize that the response would be so magical
0: Out of all of the messages she's received and listened to, there's one that not only stuck out in her mind, but it's also made its fair share of rounds on the internet. This one message
1: alone has been listened to over 6,000 times. It involves a guy and a shoebox that he found in the room that he grew up in at his parents' house.
2: And you can tell that, you know, he'd been a while out of school and he'd had a bunch of relationships and, you know, he'd gone back to his parents' house and he found a shoebox basically under his bed with his first girlfriend's perfume in it.
1: There wasn't much left in the bottle, enough for maybe one more spray, but I opened the cap and the smell just filled me with a sucker punch to the stomach.
0: basically. and just collapsed.
2: And he starts out and he tells, you know, he says his name, he says where he is. Uh, when he f- takes out the shoebox, he says, you know, this is the girl, and I'm surrounded by her, and I- it's like I can't escape her.
1: And um, I just stayed there. I just kind of stayed there. And I closed my eyes, and almost as though closing my eyes it would keep that memory where it was. Almost as though my closing my eyes would
0: make sure that it wouldn't go away.
2: And at the very end of the message, he says, you know, actually, can you take my name out of that? And her name, too because on second thought, I don't actually want to share that much.
1: Um, I know I gave my name and everything, but if you could please just for me as anonymous from Princeton, New Jersey, and don't include her name. Um, just make up a name. Awesome. I think this is a really cool idea. Um, good luck with you in and your project.
2: And it's part of the magic of not knowing the question beforehand, is that you're kind of caught off guard, and so you're, you're definitely revealing way more personal stuff than you ever would otherwise. Because usually the memory that hits the most strongly are really emotionally poignant things that they're carrying around.
0: Now, Craig and I want to share more of these amazing messages with you, but we want to preface what we're about to do uh, just a little bit first. Many of the messages Olga receives are about two to three minutes long, so obviously we can't play many of those. Also on the This is a Memory of SoundCloud page,
1: there's over 200 messages, so naturally we needed to be a bit selective. So, this is what we've decided to do. We've taken some of the shorter ones that are less than one minute, and we'll play those for you. George and I didn't want to use the longer ones because we don't want to edit these in any way. We want to keep them natural, and as they were when they were first recorded. So, this is where Craig and I will take a step back
0: and just let you listen to the memories of humanity.
2: When I was much younger than I am now, my grandmother lived in in the mountains in Arizona, surrounded by pine forests. Just a couple months ago, actually,
0: I caught the whiff of pine for the first time in years. And when I smelled it, it just all came rushing back. Me and my sisters playing in the backyard, the awful splintery uh, treehouse that we had back there. I haven't thought about that in ages. I'm Will from Texas. Um, It's wintertime here in Texas again. And the cold reminds me of a guy I was with last winter. Uh, We had this one weekend where it just snowed in completely here. And all he did is sit at his house and we watched TV. He he and I were pretty close and we watched weeds. Television show, so you guys know what that is. He watched the first four season in three days, and it's a good memory, and I'll cherish it forever. Because he passed away a week later.
1: Um. Okay. So, very odd thing to do, but I thought, why not? So, last thing that I should follow this post on Tumblr.com. And it was a quote from the book, *Deadly Little Game. And the quote is, instead, I tell him that he'll always be a part of my life, and then I let him go. And that makes me think of my best friend, Kevin, who doesn't know that I'm in love with him.
0: Saw the trees and the blue sky driving down the road. Reminded me of the 1970s when I had my Jeep. It was weird, really, really weird. This comes from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, There's a man in my building that wears a certain cologne. It's not anything fancy, Um, I I don't know what
2: it is. But every time I go past him or or near him, I smell his cologne and it reminds me of my grandfather and spending my summers with him and seeing him and hugging him and it's a good memory but every time i smell him i just it seems to kind of glance to think that my grandfather's going to be there um odd but comforting that's it i was just wondering if you actually listened to these messages
0: <laughs> yeah the last strong memory I had that was triggered by a sense was uh, a smell and I uh, walked into a room and smelled what I always assumed was carpet only it wasn't just carpet it was a a specific carpet sound and I walked in and I was transported back to my fifth grade classroom which had the, which had the exact same carpet smell. And I was eleven years old again. And I, I looked around and I looked for my friends because I was there. It was it, it was really disorienting actually. And so but yes, it was a smell, it was the smell of carpet.
1: Sometimes when I look at the skyline, I see the building where my husband works. And I think of the first time
0: we kissed. Olga's work while making an album has become something much more than she probably intended. She knew from the beginning that she wanted to work with other people, with humanity, for the album. But what she got in return is much more. She's capturing people's stories and sharing them with whomever wants to listen. But that's the thing. Olga really wants to listen. She was interested in hearing what people had to say from the start and even if this is a memory of is becoming something that she didn't
1: foresee at all, she's still working with humanity. So even if a caller chooses to remain anonymous while sharing their memory, their story has been captured, shared, and heard. It makes sense that using answering machines or voicemails could be considered therapeutic. Like Olga said earlier, It seems that most people want to share their lives and stories, but no one asks them or gives them an outlet to do so. Studies show that our memories can fade over time as we recall them. Olga's project preserves a version of a person's memory and allows it to be heard unaltered indefinitely. They may not be completely accurate memories in all cases, but at least they're being saved.
2: Um, And I definitely think it's true that the people who are calling in and sharing are reforming (laughs) their memories and possibly changing them and making them starker. Um, and a lot of this project is kind of that. I mean, a lot of this project is, um, one of the taglines is that we're all stories. And I like the idea. I mean, it's terrifying that our memory is so malleable, but I also like the idea that in recalling it, we can actually change the story that we've told ourselves about what's happened. Like we can change terrible things, um, into a different context for ourselves and and paint ourselves as more of a hero, I guess, in the piece.
0: You can learn more about Olga Nunez along with her album Lamp and This is a Memory of Project from our website, everythingsounds.org. There you can also find some of our favorite examples of the messages left
1: on the answering machine, as well as a link to listen to hundreds of others. If you want to catch up with us online or chat, ask some questions, whatever, we're on pretty much every social networking site. Facebook.com slash EverythingSounds, Twitter at EvSounds, that's E-V-Sounds, and we're also on Tumblr, LinkedIn, and SoundCloud.
0: Some of the music on today's show is provided by Language of Kings. You can learn more about Language of Kings from our website. Again, it's EverythingSounds.org.
1: Until next time, this has been Everything Sounds. I'm Craig Shank.
0: And I'm George Drake Jr. This has been Everything Sounds. Find out more about the podcast at everythingsounds.org. Connect with
1: Everything Sounds on Facebook and also on Twitter.